0: no nation can be truly secure in the world if in fact we don't stand up and defend the freedom of Ukraine uh, from the face of this russian brutality and aggression that's why we brought together a coalition of more than 50 countries more than 50 countries to help ukraine defend itself and uh, it's critical and that's why together with our partners in ukraine we have provided humanitarian aid as well as tens of millions of people with food, clean water, and so much more. And that's why, that's why we've begun the process of formalizing our long-term commitment to Ukraine's security alongside the G7 and with other partners. And that's why we supported just and lasting peace, one that respects Ukrainian sovereignty and its territorial integrity. Mr. President, the brave people of Ukraine, and that's not hyperbole, the people of Ukraine have shown enormous bravery, enormous bravery, has inspired the world, literally inspired the world, with their determination to defend these principles. And together with our partners and allies, the American people are determined to see to it that you do all we can to ensure the world stands with you, and that is our overwhelming objective.
1: Accountability is God's job, but it's not solely God's job. No, it's our job too. We will be the plan. We are never going to give up. When the truth is known to the entire world, we are going to have extreme accountability. Good evening and welcome to the Stu Peters Show. You know, it's just almost too perfect. Just as some Washington lawmakers were finally losing their enthusiasm for throwing you know, hundreds of billions of dollars to the corrupt oligarchy in Ukraine, we suddenly have this new war that also demands basically limitless amounts of money. And even better, the new war involves Israel. If there's one country that Washington loves to throw money at, it's Israel. Since 2001, America has literally given more than $63 billion to aid this small country of less than 10 million people. So to put that into perspective, that's about $185 for every living American, and it's nearly $6,500 per Israeli. For that price, even at grossly inflated price estimates, we could have built President Trump's border wall more than three times over, and that would have helped America instead of leaving us weaker. But now we could be poised to leave that $63 billion figure right in the dust, how does $100 billion sound? Seriously, that's what Chairman Biden's last request is for. He wants $100 billion to spend on military playthings. $60 billion of that will go to Ukraine to allow Zelensky's minions to buy some more mansions in Europe and some more little boys to molest, we suppose. The rest of that $100 billion, $40 billion in total will get split between Israel, Taiwan, and the border. Yes, Biden claims that the border is going to get some of the money. But don't be fooled. This is how Washington always lures us in. Every spending package, there's money for the border and for border enforcement. Every time they swap stuff for the border so that Congress will go along with even more money for this war or that war or this intervention or that regime change. And every single time, it's fake. Border enforcement is always a lie, as long as we refuse to change our laws and our policies So right now, it doesn't really matter how many walls we built, because if you simply walk up to the border and say the right words that you can read from some script handed to you by a handler or by our own government, you become an asylum seeker. So-called asylum seekers get let into the country. They get a court date that's two years or even three years or even ten years away, and if they blow off that court date, it doesn't matter, because ICE will never arrest them. So that's the real story of our open border. It's not people just sneaking in. No, it's a vast apparatus of bureaucrats and lawmakers and nonprofits working alongside cartels and human traffickers to intentionally flood America with people. It's not a failure of security. It's active, ongoing treason. And until this treason is stopped and the perpetrators are held to extreme accountability, it'll go on forever. But you just watch. Congress is going to fall for this one just like they always do. And we'll get a few billion for border security in return for tens of billions for financing two wars while arming up Taiwan for a third foreign war. And if you can imagine it even being possible, it gets sicker than that. Right now, Virginia's attorney general, John Mayaris, is proposing that America should send police body armor to Israel to armor up the IDF. In America... Where dozens of police are shot dead in the line of duty every year, we're going to take away their protection so that we can give it to a foreign country. Why should we be surprised? America last might as well be the national motto at this point. Michael Tracy is an independent journalist who has written for publications ranging from the far left to the right. He's been closely following this insane rush toward full U.S. involvement in the latest Israel war. And he joins us now, Michael. Thank you so much for coming. We appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, So where do you see this going?
2: Yeah, so the first thought, or one of the first thoughts I had when this Hamas attack broke, or the news of it broke, was that this is going to be an absolute godsend for the people who want to fund Ukraine. And that's that might sound counterintuitive, right? Because what does this inherently have to do with Ukraine? Nothing on the surface. But clearly there was a desire, pre-existing desire, to connect Israel in any way possible to the conflict in Ukraine because Politicians who are in favor of funding the Ukraine war in perpetuity know that the consensus around Israel is even more intractable than it is on Ukraine. So if they can try to merge the conflicts in some way, that's a political um, Christmas gift for them because it means that they can galvanize support even more uh, decisively than they might have with just Ukraine alone. So what is the angle there? Well, you knew or I could infer right away that it was going to be vis-a-vis Iran because the claim for the, for a year or so was that Iran is supplying Russia with drones or drone technology. And I have no reason to necessarily dispute the facts of that, although it's not been independently verified by anybody, but let's just assume that it's true. And there have been some gestures where Putin and um, Raisi do make some conciliatory statements with one another and indicate that there's some kind of burgeoning alliance there. So let's stipulate that it's true to some degree. Well, Now they're saying that that therefore implicates Russia potentially in the Hamas attack and therefore justifies kind of just kind of glomming this all together into one package of U.S. military expenditure. And that's exactly what Congress is about to do, as you just explained. So whereas before it might have been a slightly more arduous struggle for the House in particular to pass a Ukraine-specific appropriations bill, although I think the Republican opposition to that bill has been vastly overstated from the outset. I mean, the media was convinced that Kevin McCarthy was somehow a principled opponent of funding Ukraine when he got elected in 2022 or when the, the House GOP was elected as uh, in a majority in the 2022 midterms. But if you look at his actual record, from the outset of the Ukraine war, McCarthy and Scalise and Stefanik, the House Republican leadership in the House, they were critical of Biden largely from the standpoint of that Biden was not being aggressive enough in funding Ukraine or sending Ukraine the weapons system. Go look at their statements in press conferences from March, April, May, June of 2022. This was their line on Biden. He wasn't sending the fighter jets rapidly enough. He was too reticent to hand over the long range missiles, et cetera. He was essentially, you know, p- uh, appeasing Putin. That was the line. So the yes, idea that there was ever going to be some principled aversion to further funding Ukraine is ridiculous. I mean, Kevin McCarthy, during the 2022 midterm campaign, would go around to donor conferences and talk about how a couple of years prior he was on the, at the American military cemetery in Normandy, thinking about how it was his responsibility to fight the next world war, essentially, and that a new axis of evil had emerged, Russia, China, Iran. And you could bring in North Korea as a bit player there, too, I guess. And so Kevin McCarthy loved to grandiosely situate himself as somebody who was going to be fighting this next global conflict. Now, he's out, and apparently Jordan, Jim Jordan, is not in either, although he never had a principled opposition to funding Ukraine as well. Uh, But whoever the Republicans end up putting in, there's going to be such political pressure and such political unanimity around funding Israel that Biden is probably savvy To throw that into a whole behemoth, you know, quasi omnibus package that the Republicans are going to be required essentially to support as well as the Democrats, because otherwise they're not standing with Israel. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a also now 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 Ukraine gets as as much as a year's worth of additional funding all through uh, through to the 2024 election. How convenient is that?
1: Yeah, working back and forth, working across the aisle, this party versus that party, Republicans and Democrats, conservatives and liberals, it's all fake. I mean, they're, they're all a uniparty of, of warmongers who are getting rich and powerful uh, by, you know, uh, displacing people all over the world and bombing innocent people. I mean, we've been bombing people all over the place every time in this boom-bust economy that we have some sort of a bust. We have to boom by going to war with somebody, and now we've got the trifecta uh, with what's going on with, you know, China positioning itself and posturing toward Taiwan. They see us as a weaker military, obviously, than we ever have been after the military purge with the, you know, uh, unlawful, unconstitutional mandates that these people inject themselves with this thing that's killed unprecedented amounts of people. But I want to your point, you know, you, you, you mentioned that they, they can kind of conglomerate all of this together, right, that they can kind of glue this together as one big package. And that's interesting that you say that, because just like with COVID-19, there was kind of this global lockstep, right, where, where leaders of of every country, not only just in the West, but everywhere were really imposing you know, the, the, the social distancing nonsense and the fake masks and then the injections and mandates and lockdowns and all of these things. And it wasn't just happening here. It was happening in New Zealand. It was really bad. Germany, Austria, they were kicking doors down, I think, to vaccinate people. But the, the same thing then as now. So you've got Zelensky saying, basically what you just said is that Vladimir Putin and Russia are somehow responsible for this Hamas attack that just happened to catch Israel by surprise while Israel is saying after some hospital is bombed that, no, it wasn't a hospital with children in it, despite the fact that just days before there was footage of children playing in the front yard of this hospital that's now been flattened. But that they said that this was where Hamas was holed up, and they know that because they used some of the most advanced you know, uh, surveillance technology that the world has to offer and that they were monitoring their conversations. Well, if they were doing that, then how didn't they know that Hamas was going to perpetuate this attack? Because certainly that didn't go without planning in advance. So who's giving the instructions to all of these global leaders to make sure that the entire planet is, you know, fed the same narrative by this Zionist-controlled media?
2: Well, I don't know if there's any centralized hub that's issuing orders, but there's a has to be. A, well, whether there is or isn't, there's definitely a routinized formula. Where, for example, with Ukraine, what was the immediate line that we were all supposed to imbibe? It was that this was somehow the next incarnation of World War II, or the stakes associated with the Ukraine war were akin to the stakes of World War II. If we didn't stop Putin and Ukraine, he was going to do a Hitler-style blitzkrieg throughout the rest of Europe. And so didn't we learn the lessons of appeasement and not being Neville Chamberlain and blah, 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 all the same cliched historical analogies? Well, even though the situation with Israel is much different now in lots of different ways, guess what? They're still invoking World War II to imbue that that, that conflict with this cosmic significance and say that it mandates all of the civilized world rally around now the Israeli flag. I mean, Netanyahu... Has been going around. I just heard him today with the British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak, and then he did it a couple days ago as well with the uh, German Chancellor Scholz. Netanyahu keeps saying that there's a new axis of evil. His axis of evil is uh, Iran, Hezbollah, and Hamas which has all these, then these ancillary connections apparently with China and Russia, although he doesn't spell that out. But all of them are taxpayer funded.
1: We created all these people. <laughs> the CIA created ISIS and Jihad Johnny in the desert, cutting off American journalist heads and then them putting it on the Fox News channel to emotionally charge, you know, uh, men and women that are getting home from soccer practice and making dinner. And then they could go support this. You know, they could get behind this. It, we, we should go turn it to glass, bomb all these Muslim extremist terrorists. And you've got 2.3 million people in this really small area in Gaza, 2.3 million of them. Uh, 25,000 people are said to be Hamas-affiliated. That's less than – or just over 1% of the entire population represents Hamas. And so then people are like, well, they elected Hamas. They, they wanted them there. Well, by the same token, we elected Joe Biden. So if we elected Joe Biden and he wanted to go bomb a bunch of people who, by the way, in Gaza, out of those 2.3 million people – where's the number here? 50% of them are under the age of 15. 75% of them are under the age of 25. Yeah. We're basically over there. The
2: election was in 2006. Yeah. And after, in 2007, Hamas waged a war with Fatah, the other Palestinian faction, and took over armed control of Gaza. So it's not like there's just been this free and open democratic society in Gaza. And so, you know, how about the people elected, the uh, people of the United States elected George W. Bush twice, who invaded Iraq. And so, per that logic, apparently any American, even if you didn't vote for Bush, but let's say you did, that means. You're a legitimate target for military reprisal as vengeance for what the U.S. did in Iraq. I mean, I think that's an incredibly depraved mindset, whichever nationality you're talking about. But the thing is, a lot of people, especially Republicans, just kind of associate intrinsically the word Palestinian with terrorists, which is really debased. I mean, just I know that it might sound like a squishy Humanitarian or here or something, but it's really worth just talking to some Palestinians, just so you know that they're like, you know. We had a people. Palestinian
1: on yesterday um, who is in Europe now, who was who lived in Gaza, who lived in that open air concentration camp. Uh, we heard some some details. We we I, I think it's worth giving them a platform and hearing the perspective of the people that are being bombed and losing their kids. Uh, with with military weaponry that was funded and paid for by the taxpayers here in our country. We're participating in this. We ought to know the details. We ought to know what's really going on. And certainly, uh, you know, there's an old proverb, the first casualty in any war is the truth. And we have a, a, a really debased media that's funded by all, every, every one of them by the same people, you know, the Rothschilds and the Vanguards and the Black Rocks and the Soros. And we're, we're, we're getting fed 400 different stories about, for example, just the hospital bombing. We heard about the ghost of Kiev in in Ukraine. Turned out to be a total lie. We heard about a maternity ward that was bombed to try to pull at our heartstrings. Turns out that was a lie, too. We heard about weapons of mass destruction. Whoops, spoiler alert. And uh, how about Saddam Hussein's ties to al-Qaeda? That didn't happen either. And so just like the CIA created and the taxpayers funded ISIS, we did the same thing, basically de facto created Hamas. Because... Israel took the money that we give to them, now 63 billion, upwards of 100 billion coming their way, and they created Hamas. So,
2: well, Netanyahu's bragged about funding Hamas as a concerted political strategy to divide the Palestinians politically. I will say he's also he bragged
1: about how he can manipulate the American people. And he <laughs> didn't know that he was being recorded. And that thing has gone viral on my Twitter. People should really go and look at that. This guy openly says it doesn't matter about America, we control them. One minute, final words.
2: Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the hospital bombing because really quickly, one thing that's always confounded me about the Republican and conservative American view on this conflict in particular is that you have all these gung-ho Republican evangelicals who are talking about how Israel is going to be the, you know, the place where the second coming of Christ is. I mean, they actually do believe this, or a lot of them do. You had I t- posted a clip on Twitter yesterday of Republican members of Congress saying, we stand with Israel, meaning we stand with their military offensive and invasion of Gaza that's imminent, because God said in the Old Testament, "If if uh, we will bless you if you bless Israel. So they're connecting that biblically to the current situation. But on the hospital bombing, I watched yesterday a press conference that was convened by these ancient Christian denominations that are in Palestine that have been there for thousands of years, and one of those denominations, the Episcopalian Church, runs the hospital that was bombed, and the church leader was assigning responsibility to Israel. But we're told, if if you watch Fox News... The only person, the, you would only make that claim if you're like a rabid Islamist or something because they just don't have any kind of comprehensive understanding whatsoever of the actual facts of the situation. And so they, it's very easily easy to manipulate their viewership into launching into this, you know, Bush-style war on terror frenzy to build up support for the, the military appropriations, sending over, you know, vests from sheriff's offices in Virginia somehow And on and on and on until we're now mired in yet another U.S.-backed invasion and occupation in the Middle East. I thought everybody was tired of that, including Republicans, but apparently not.
1: Yep, we were just having that conversation. Everything that you were against just years ago, you are now for. These are all warmongers. Again, enrichment, empowerment, they don't care. They will do anything. It, it, you could die a slow and painful death, so could your kids. They don't care, so long as they can fund another war, another intervention, another rebuilding, spreading democracy. Uh, this whole spreading democracy thing is becoming very dangerous. Michael Tracy, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. These wars obviously cost trillions of dollars, and they last forever. Forever. There's no end in sight to any of these things, so long as the media can charge it up and make it emotional for people. This is a holy war. This is about religion. This can never end. And we have to go, and we have to pay for it, and we have to bomb and flatten and turn everything into glass and then, you know, uh, insert our missiles and our agenda everywhere. You know they're just bankrupting Americans. They don't care if you're broke. The great financial reset is coming. That's why you have to protect yourself with physical gold and silver. Call GoldCo today, 855-706-GOLD, 855-706-GOLD. I buy my gold from GoldCo. Great company. Give them a call, 855-706-GOLD. You have to protect yourself. A hedge against hyperinflation. Protect yourself from, you know, one day you wake up and your bank account's at zero. That day is coming. Everything that you've worked hard to earn and even harder to save, poof Gone. Call Gold Co. today 855706
3: Gold we'll be right back for the first time in a millennia, a famine of biblical proportion is hitting the earth, and it's by design. War has created scarcity. Fertilizer production has been wiped out.
4: The price of fertilizer is up 128%.
3: Food processing plants are exploding. Herds of cows are being massacred and buried.
4: This is a very abnormal event. The
3: Great Reset Demons have created the crisis, but a generation of great resistors following King Jesus have the solution. HeavensHarvest.com, get there right now. Prepare for the worst by trusting the best. HeavensHarvest.com has a delicious plan to conquer starvation. It's real food, high quality, tastes great is actually really good trust heaven's harvest today order food for the year and a bucket of heirloom seeds affordable available ready for the fight ahead. heavensharvest.com
1: if you're over 35 and like the typical american you start to feel tired around noon your ability to focus just keeps getting worse as you get older for energy you've probably tried coffee or tea or even worse one of those sugary poisonous drinks that promises energy for hours but they just don't work your focus never improves ESS-60 is a molecule that Big Pharma doesn't want you to know about. And that's because Big Pharma's is evil and they want to kill you. And also they know how effective this is, and they can't make any money off of continuously slowly poisoning you to death. Historically, this is dramatically extending the lives of test subjects, and it's why I'm hooked. My vital C is made with just two ingredients, olive oil, and a powerful nano-antioxidant, 125 times more powerful than vitamin C. That's ESS-60. It's also backed by a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Go to myvitalc.com slash stew. Again, that's myvital, the letter C, slash stew. Also, use the coupon code StuPeters at checkout for an additional 15% off your initial order. That's myvitalc.com slash stew. So we can't speak for major broadcast news networks or the legacy media or even most alternative conservative media broadcasts. But on this show, we've been exploring the roots of this Israeli-Palestinian war. Why is it so bitter? Why does it seem like it will go on forever without end? Well, the real root of this conflict is 1917, when part of its strategy to win World War I, the British government issued the so-called Balfour Declaration, The Balfour Declaration committed the British to building a Jewish homeland in Palestine, and they spent the next 30 years helping to do that, sowing their seeds for today's war. One of the key things to understand about the conflict is the very first war between Israel and the Muslim world, the one in 1948. In Israel, that war is celebrated as a holiday, Israeli Independence Day. But among Palestinians, it has a different name, Nakba Day. That's what they call it. In Arabic, Nakba means disaster or catastrophe. The catastrophe in question is the expulsion of most Arab from modern-day Israel to the Arab defeat against Israel in 1948.
4: 70 years have passed since the Nakba, the catastrophe in Arabic, took place in Palestine in 1948, in which more than 750,000 Palestinians were forcefully displaced from their homes and pushed into refugee camps in East Jerusalem, the West Bank, the Gaza Strip, and neighboring countries the catastrophe continues to affect more than 12 million Palestinians who remain stateless today.
5: Zionist leaders and common people alike were got used to the idea that the only way of uh, making Palestine a Jewish state is by uh, causing the Palestinians to leave.
4: Britain promised Zionist support for a Jewish national home in Palestine. This came as a formal political letter known today as the Balfour Declaration. It also included that nothing shall be done which may prejudice the civil and religious rights of existing non-jewish communities in palestine today israel occupies the whole of historical palestine israelis continue to build illegal settlements on occupied palestinian territories palestinians in the west bank live under military law which subjects them to checkpoints curfews and arbitrary arrests Palestinians in Gaza live under a blockade imposed by Israel. Gaza is set to become unlivable by 2020. Palestinians today continue to demand their right to return to their homes. For them, the Nakba will not end until this right is granted.
1: So the other day we spoke with Tito, a Palestinian driven out of his homeland into Europe. Well, today we want to talk to another one. Rawad currently lives in Sweden, where he's resided for the past 10 years. Rawad's grandparents once lived in Haifa, a city in northern Israel. Haifa used to have many thousands of Arab residents, but that all ended in 1948, as we just saw. The city was given to the Jewish half of the partitioned Palestine by the British. So in the months leading up to that split, there was a huge amount of violence, almost all of it completely forgotten today, except by the Palestinians themselves. We're going to talk about that on the Fox News channel. In December 1947, for instance, members of the Ergen, a Zionist terrorist group, threw bombs into a group of Arabs outside of a refinery complex, killing six. Well, then there was retaliation. Arabs at the refinery massacred dozens of Jewish employees. In retaliation for that, the Jewish Hagna militia raided the village of, I'm going to murder this, uh, Balad al Shaikh, killing up to 70 people, and so on. So it just continued. Ultimately, During the war that followed, the vast majority of Arabs in Haifa were forcibly expelled from the city or fled, fearing for their lives. Ultimately, of the 62,000 Arabs who lived in Haifa in 1947, just 5,000 were left by the end of 1948. Where did the rest of them go? They fled. Rawad's grandparents were among them. So it's stories like this that are crucial in understanding how bitter the Israel-Palestine conflict really is. This isn't just a matter of two countries that fought wars against each other, just arbitrarily for no reason. The Palestinians believe that they had their country invaded and their homes taken away from them. Rawad emphasizes another thing. He has no ill will against the Jewish people. He says the key to solving this conflict is to realize anti-Zionism and anti-Semitism are two different things. For the rest, we'll speak with him directly, and he joins us now to that end. Rawad thank you so much for coming. We appreciate you being here.
5: Thank you for having me. Thank uh, you very much.
1: Yeah. I'm not well studied in the pronunciation of these things, so please forgive me if I no worries. Know, stumbled on no any of that. But did we get that right? Is that is that a pretty accurate depiction of what happened historically between Israel and you know the Palestinian region?
5: Yes, exactly. I think you got it very well. Uh, the declaration of uh, Belfort, Belfour, declaration was the the root cause uh, for the beginning of the suffering of the Palestinian people in nineteen forty eight. At that time uh, people in Europe had a big problem with the Jews and uh, it seems like um, many le- leaders in uh, British uh, in the Britain at that time, France uh, they have decided to give uh, the Jews or at that time actually, uh, people who are motivated by Zionist philosophy, uh, Palestine to their land and they kicked people out from there and one of them are my grandparents. And since then we have living
1: we have been living as stateless people all over the world. Mm. So this isn't a religious war like the media wants to tell us that this is. This isn't about Muslims versus Jews or Christians versus Jews. This isn't a holy war. I mean, it definitely has the potential to go there, obviously, if they can set the stage properly, because I think that's, you know, the emotional charge that they want to give to the West so that there is this unification or this unified support. Behind Israel, you'll see that you know 100 of our U.S. Congress elected representatives are wearing you know Israeli lapel pins. We stand with Israel is the mantra. Nobody's giving exiled Palestinians a voice. Nobody wants to talk to the people of Gaza. You're not seeing people like yourself on the Fox News channel or CNN or MSNBC because you're the bad guy. You're the terrorist, right? I mean, you are Hamas. Now, we talked about this earlier in the program. Out of 2.3 million people that live there, 25,000 of them are affiliated with Hamas. That's just over 1% of the people. The other thing that a lot of people say is, well, they elected Hamas, but that was back in 2006. And then they forcefully, uh, with weaponry, gained power. And, uh, you know, it's, I think that's akin to, to somebody using the argument, well, you elected Joe Biden. Well, first of all, no, we didn't. And even had we done that, that doesn't give him carte blanche to just be able to go and do whatever he wants. I'm sure that there's a lot of people inside of Gaza that are upset that Hamas did what they did or that they may, may have sparked this somehow. But this is a decades long, uh, you know, kind of being trapped in this glass dome and now people are saying if we don't strike we're dead we're we're going to be struck so we have to bust out of this glass dome i mean is that i'm trying to make sense of all of this so please help me to understand from your perspective
5: yes how to make sense of all what's going on let's start with what's going on now and maybe we go to the, back to the history uh, sure. step by step yeah what's, what's going on right now that there is a mass genocide taking place in a land called Palestine in a very very small prison concentration camp called Gaza and simply this should stop now i don't care what's your sorry what's your political background what's your philosophical background what's your religious background there's a mass genocide is taking taking place against the palestinian people while we're speaking right right, right now people don't have food people don't have electricity The bakeries are bombed, the the hospitals are being bombed, Uh, it's a horrible situation. They've shut off the water there. Exactly. Water, electricity, food, you name it. I mean, it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. That's the least that can be said. However, to go back to the history here a little bit, one of the motivation, and actually um, until now we hear it as uh, we are faced with this argument, that the Jews are entitled to their own uh, country. So somehow that's motivated by the Jewish religion, Judaism, right? And uh, because that's what the Old Testament told us 2,500, 3,000 years ago. And the other argument that we are faced with is that Israel uh, actually have built up this land. The, The land is prosperous by them. And we find an immediate contradiction here. One argument is driven from a holy book, so it's a religious argument, and the other one is based on a liberal, secular uh, argument. So there's an immediate contradiction between those two arguments. You can't just pick up and choose from two different ethics and then justify your work. Now, the modern Israel that we have right now has nothing to do with the religious Israel. Absolutely nothing this is a Zionist philosophy. We didn't understand that in the beginning. We had no idea what that means, but that now we do know what that means. However, even if you are a Jew, you can't criticize Zionism at all. Why? Because you're immediately accused of what they call Jew-hating or self-Jew-hating. I mean, uh, Zionism faced strong criticism in the 70s by intellectuals such as Noam Chomsky, who's actually a Jew, a leftist Jew. And uh, the argument, the counter-argument for his arguments was like, hello, you need a psychiatric help here. Uh, there's, a psych- there's a psychological problem with you. Even Jews can't criticize Zionism. Now, what is Zionism? Well, basically, just watch their actions. Watch what has been happening since 48 until now almost on a daily basis, almost on a daily basis. It's horrible acts everywhere, everywhere, not only in Palestine, by the way, it extended itself, for example, in the 80s into Lebanon and uh, other areas into uh, Egypt. People are trying to make the case that this is between Islam and Judaism. Mm -hmm. This is a huge mistake. This is an absolutely huge mistake. This is a war between Zionism and all humanities. Uh, Right now, for the last 75 years, Palestinians are on the front lines. This is exactly
1: what's going on over there. We here in the United States are at war with Zionism. You don't hear it? No, we are. We are at war with Zionism here. Absolutely. Well, I was actually a little bit hesitant to
5: use, uh, to criticize Zionism right now once I knew that the show is American, to be honest. I I was worried that I will get you in trouble, uh, so... Uh, it's really interesting uh, that there's a space here to at least criticize Zionism.
1: Well, I mean we have to be a hundred percent honest with ourselves. And uh, you know I, I would argue that the the real practicing Jews uh, in Israel or you know in Gaza, there are real practicing Jews in in Palestine. there are real practicing Jews all over the place. The real practicing Bible believing, Jesus following Christians, uh, the real practicing Catholics, the real practicing Muslims, these people should all denounce Zionism. Uh, these people are all the common enemy of Zionists. These people don't view you as a Muslim and me as a Christian or you as you know a Jew or that guy as a... No, they don't. What they view you as is a worthless eater and the enemy that must be destroyed and silenced and become subservient... their control.
5: That's actually right, that's actually definitely right. This is, in my debate actually I have no intention at all to criticize Judaism as a religion at all, or, or Jews as people at all, I have no intentions for that whatsoever, let me make that clear. However, I think every religion or spiritual background that you have, or even if you are a secular humanitarian, whatever. You can't agree with what Zionism is doing. You can't agree with this philosophy at all. It's absolutely terrible, it's absolutely horrible what's going on since the 76, since the 48. And I'm really happy right now that we are, we've reached a point after 75 years we can talk about it a little bit with people in the global north, let me call it the global north. I'm not not a very fan of the term the west uh, because there are many people that well, actually, it's a problematic term. Let me not go there. I prefer the term global north, um, and and that's very important, by the way. I believe it's very, very important to to uh, reach our, to reach our voice to you guys because somehow, more or less, roughly speaking, taxpayers in the U.S. for years have been supporting a monthly paid money to Israel uh, more than Israel. Let me be specific here. And right now, more ammunition are in their ways. They have, some have already reached there, and more will follow.
1: We talked about, uh, with Michael Tracy, we went over some numbers. I'm going to go over them again in case anybody missed this portion of the program at the top of the show. 2.3 million people, roughly, in Gaza. Very, very densely populated area. Of the 2.3 million people there, uh, 50% of them, are under the age of 15 years old. Of the 2.3 million people there, 75% of them are under the age of 25. The U.S. taxpayers are funding the bombing of kids, essentially. Very young people. The U.S. taxpayers are currently sending or authorizing or paying for warships to go to the region— and then ultimately, there will be so much political pressure in lockstep from global leaders everywhere. There will be uh, unlim- un- un- like unwavering pressure that-, that nobody could deal with to start launching Tomahawk and cruise missiles into this area where 50% of the 2.3 million people are under the age of 15. Can anybody make some sense out of that for me? Can anybody make any sense out of that? Why are we cheering on the obliteration of, of human beings who have nothing to do with this conflict. Why is everyone in our Congress wearing these stupid lapel pins and saying that no matter what, come hell or high water, it is our responsibility and our duty to stand with Israel? They're bombing bakeries and shutting off water and killing children. I don't care who's responsible for the hospital. There's 400 different stories out there about this stupid hospital. The fact is, is it blew up, we condemn it, Because people are dead as a result of it. But none of this needs to happen. And it can stop immediately if our executive branch says, stop it. We fund these people. We send $63 trillion there. We've got another $100 trillion or billion dollars going there. $63 billion, excuse me. Another $100 billion is going to be approved by our Congress because Joe Biden asked for it. So we're going to send $100 billion dollars. To go aid in the destruction and genocide of innocent kids. And it has nothing to do with religion. And it has nothing to do with... it. This is, this is premeditated murder and the destruction of innocent human beings. And we are funding it. We are paying for it. The United States government is the most corrupt, murderous regime on the entire face of the planet. And this stretches far beyond Israel. Far beyond Palestine. This this goes all the way this goes all the way back to Vietnam. This goes all the way back to our world wars. This goes to the intervention and the spreading of democracy in Iraq, Libya, Syria, Afghanistan, Ukraine. This Ukraine war isn't about Russia. This isn't about us battling the boogeyman vladimir putin who appears to be one of the only guys on the face of the planet standing between what's left of the free world and whatever this one world governance is coming at us sponsored and paid for by the rothschilds every single one of our interventions is sponsored and paid for by the rothschilds and what does intervention mean exactly what is spreading democracy killing kids molesting kids Forcing a transgender Marxist ideology into the population of people who don't want it? And there's evidence that they don't want it. It turns out the people of Afghanistan would much rather have the Taliban than whatever corruption we bring. It's disgusting. And we should stop funding it immediately. And I'm sorry that I went on that rant. I I really am. Uh, because I want to hear from you. I want your perspective. So please, y- you have the floor.
5: I have I have actually the same perspective. I have exactly the same perspective. Uh, what did the war in Iraq accomplished, actually? How much the U.S. lost there? Afghanistan. Taliban took over the country, entirely took over the country. Uh, you have the Ukraine front now. You have the Gaza front. I think yesterday was uh, President Joe Biden. He claimed that. U.S. is willing and capable of funding both fronts. Well, we have also the situation between China and Taiwan is is on the edge right now. Uh, will you fund the third one over there yes. also at the same yes. time? Yes. Yep. Absolutely, I, we I, will. I, yes, we will. I agree will. with you. I can't. I can't make sense of this at all. But allow me to comment here on on one aspect, which is actually the U.S. policy. They need Israel there it's very important for them it guarantees their own benefits uh in the middle east it's the front lines of the us let's be like honest about it uh here and um, it's really horrible what's going on there and and actually like people would like to make this about religion people would like to make this about hamas and israel and all of that where whenever there's a war there's some money going on there's some oil going on there's some gas stuff going on and the ones who are paying the price are, as you mentioned, as you said, innocent people. And not only innocent people, children and women. We're reaching 1,000 child dead already. The estimation is right right now, right now is like 600 are under the rebels. I mean, what are you talking about? What is this? I don't care if it's about oil. I don't care if it's about power. I don't care about anything at all. There are people who are dying right now right now as we and speak. the question that the and people are confused about the media and even i mean i mean even the hospital bombing is is being questioned right now it's just yeah. an, an unbelievable let me comment on this allow me to comment on this just a little bit please i mean I, first of all i was surprised that israel and modern israel denied it actually this is not not uh, of their own behavior at all, at all and attitude i mean they are bombing uh, UN uh, hospitals that people are taking refuge refugee in. Go back into the history in 1996, for example, in Kana, the massacre in Kana in, in southern uh, Lebanon. They attacked uh, a UN tent where people seeked refugee. there. They attacked it. They denied it a little bit and all of that, and then the investigation showed that it was bombed by Israel. And were they held accountable for it? Absolutely not. No. Uh, how about judging the ethics of what's taking place here since the war has started Uh, well, you've bombed bakeries, you've bombed hospitals, you killed journalists in the land medical teams have been murdered, I mean journalists, the cameras we're losing internet there we're losing the picture, we're losing the voice of the people over there there is no witness, soon will be no witness no eyewitness at all no camera witness on what's going on and taking place over there. Let alone let alone the, the size of the explosion. I mean, I, I believe everyone has seen the, the video. I mean, most of the the overwhelming majority of the rockets made by Hamas are homemade. I mean, they are embarrassing, uh, so to speak, I mean, sorry to say that, but they are actually embarrassing. However, look at the explosion, the fire coming out of the explosion. I mean, Hamas have some sense about what's going on over there, even though even though, I don't care, um, uh, Hamas have been targeting uh, Israel accurately since the beginning of the war, and just right now they, they missed this missile and came down to the hospital. I don't care. I don't care. People are dying. Innocent people, innocent civilians, human beings are dying, and the numbers are increasing, and I'm very worried Worried that it will inc- increase by doubles soon, very soon. Once we don't have complete, uh, a camera recording what's going on over there, once we don't have absolute recording what's going on over there, we will hear just about what has happened after the massacre took place.
1: Yeah. This should stop. And when you don't hear about it, and when, when you can't see it, the media is free to say whatever they want to say. Exactly. Exactly. And then you just have to believe them because your television said so. So you go home and you watch CNN. You have to listen to what they say and you have to believe them. You go home and you watch the Fox News channel. You have to go home and listen to them and then you have to believe them. You have to take them at their word. That's what's going on. So, so I'm going to be on the side of Israel. I'm going to stand with Israel. I'm going to stand with Israel. Our greatest ally. We hear this all the time. Our greatest ally. And you know, you mentioned where they held accountable for that. No, they weren't. Uh, they also weren't held accountable for massacring U.S. Navy personnel aboard the USS Liberty that they struck. And to this day, those people that were aboard the USS Liberty that I personally went and met with in Washington, D.C. and spoke with, heartbreaking, uh, the footage is just unbelievable. Those people will never see justice. The Israelis that did that, you know, I mean, they should be held accountable. That's a war crime. And they're committing war crimes now. And I believe that there's war crimes being committed on both sides. I'm, I'm not here to say that I agree with one side or the other. I'm not, you know, uh, if I have you on now, um, I'm going to be, you know, a a pro-Hamas, you know, I'm going to be referred to as, you know, a a terrorist supporting pro-Hamas, you know, uh, murderer or whatever. No, um, I'm not pro-Hamas. I'm anti-killing kids. I'm anti-killing innocent people. I'm anti-activating the military-industrial complex to go stick our missiles and our agenda everywhere on the face of the planet.
5: I know know that everyone is against killing of civilians and innocent people, children or women, uh, no no matter who. No, they're not. No, they're not. Our government government is not. Yes, exactly. Mark my word right now. Hamas has already been condemned for killing civilians, or what's referred to as civilians, because this concept is actually questionable a little bit when it comes to Israel. Uh, However, Israel has not been condemned for the atrocity that they have been taken, and the scale is incomparable. The scale is incomparable, and mark my word, even if this war comes to an end, comes to an end, they will not be held accountable for what they have done. They have already taken the green line and the moral justification to commit this mass genocide. It's already happened. I actually lost hope hope completely entirely. What's left for me actually to do is just to reflect on the truth. Maybe new generation will just have a little bit of data, a little bit of honesty going on over here or there so that they will maybe deal with this. But this is happening. This is happening. And those people will will not be brought
1: to justice. Absolutely will not. Let me ask you a question. When you're thinking about the United States and you're thinking about our military and all of its glory and its heyday and its superpower status, you know, with all the most advanced weaponry and laser guided this and nuclear bombs and an elite air force and Marine aviators and Naval aviators and equipment and uh, munitions that just, I mean, they they make every other military on the face of the planet just look like embarrassing to use your word. Uh, You think about that. If a hundred percent of those resources and 100% of that weaponry, and all of the troops were here at home in the United States of America, could anybody ever invade our country? Absolutely not. And so, when you think about any military in any country, the Israeli IDF, Hamas in Palestine, uh, you know the, the army in China, and the Taliban or ISIS or whatever... If they they put 100% of their resources into what a military's core functional duty is, which is to defend your country against a physical invasion and to protect the people of your country from the harm that might be brought by her invasion, we would have none of this going on anywhere in the world. You know why? Because human beings love other human beings. And when we released a film called Died Suddenly, which you may not have seen, uh, it's been seen 100 million times. This is about this bioweapon injection. Uh, That's referred to as a safe and effective vaccine, which, by the way, many Palestinians were forced to take. And, by the way, all of Israel, I think, has taken about five shots now. We released that film not for Jesus-believing Christians exclusively. We didn't release that film, you know, for Jews. We didn't release that film for Muslims. We released that film and made it free for humanity. Because we, I, this network, this show, everyone that works here, everyone that's in our offices down in Vero Beach, Florida, everyone that's on this team, every, we've got people that are in Alabama, we've got people that are in North Carolina, everybody that works with this network is about saving lives. Everyone's about loving humanity. And when you look Really, honestly, if you just really take an honest look at the Internet right now and you go look at these so-called America firsters, these so-called you know conservatives that are on Twitter talking about standing with Israel and we must deplete these people, turn off their electricity and turn off the water. We don't we don't give water and food and, and electricity to terrorists. This is media gaslighting and propagandizing these people like Laura Loomer who's now calling for censorship, who calls herself the most censored person on the internet, it's it's so stupid and backwards that they're they're cheering on the bombing of innocent people. And and so I just I can't wrap my head around supporting this at all. Uh, I can't wrap my head around any any foreign intervention by the US military industrial complex because here's what it is. It is only to enrich Raytheon. And Lockheed Martin. It's only to enrich the very, very elite of the elite. And if you really take an honest look at who these people are, and you listen to what Rawad is saying about the difference between anti-Zionism and anti-Semitism, you will come to find that those that truly support this war are Zionists. Or they're under Zionist control. And if that gets me kicked off the internet then you know what? So be it. But I will use this bullhorn and this platform and the mantle that we gave to Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, every single day to fight for humanity, no matter where you are, no matter what country you're born in or grew up in or where you've been displaced to. If you're a good person, we want you to live. And if you're one of these people that is advocating for the destruction of innocent children, and their homes, and the stealing of their olive trees, and their natural resources, when we have all of it right here at home, then you too at Nuremberg too should be held to extreme accountability. These people are not going to stop until they're stopped. These wars are not about protecting our country. None of these wars, the one in China with Taiwan, the one in Ukraine against Russia... The one now in Israel and Palestine. None of these wars help the American people. None of these wars make us any richer. None of these wars make us any safer. None of these wars actually put us in any danger unless we choose to get involved. And people like Raytheon butt-slut Lindsey Graham and warmonger eyepatch guy Dan Crenshaw and the turtle lord Mitch McConnell and Nikki Haley, and all of these warmongers who are calling for the destruction of Gaza. Turn it to glass. Eradicate them all. Bomb all the terrorists. None of these people are sending their children to go and die. But they will send, all of you viewers at home, they will send all of your children gladly to go to some foreign country that matters not to the national security or the prosperity or the sovereignty of your country to go and die in a pile of spent shell casings. Because you know why? It enriches them. It empowers them. It gives them favors. It gives them access to children that they will molest and traffic. And it gives them power. And that's what this is about. This is not about ideology. This is not about religion. This is not about politics. This is not about Republicans versus Democrats. No, they're all on board and they all vehemently stand with Israel. Think about that. Let that settle. Tell me if you think that's right. This isn't about protecting some promised land that was talked about in the Old Testament, but that's what they'll make you believe because they want to heighten your emotional level. They want to prey on your spirituality And they want to get you to vehemently and without question fervently stand behind the military-industrial complex as our corrupt and murderous government goes and bombs innocent people. And I will always reject that. And I will never support that. And you can call me an anti-Semite. And you can kick me off of, you know, YouTube. I don't care. And advertisers can pull dollars from this network or this program. I don't care. I don't care.
5: Yeah. Let me, let me echo your voice there. If these people are not stopped, they will not stop. And I have to say, we can't do it, guys. We can't. We can't. We just can't. We're completely hopeless in front of the fourth strongest army in the world, at least claimed. And. Unilaterally supported by the U.S., the strongest army in the world. We can't. If you guys can't do something over there, we're not. We're not going to be able to make it. Yeah, let's, let's it's pretty make this scary. Clear.
1: It's pretty scary. How many people uh, are cheering this on?
5: It's just unbelievable. It's just unbelievable.
1: I I don't want to be a black pill. I, I want I want to be a platform of real remedy. And that means that if you at home don't want to see these foreign interventions. Whether it's for economic reasons, you know, you're paying for it. Or whether it's for humanitarian reasons, because kids are dying. Whether it's for religious belief. I don't know of a religion that, a legitimate religion, that wishes for the the, the death of others. I
5: don't know either. I don't know either. But I believe people are confused and they lost their moral compass, actually. They have been confused for a long, long time right now. And if you ask me for the solution, I wouldn't be able to give you a political solution or anything, anything of this kind. I don't mind. believe that don't there is a,
1: one. No, I don't believe that there's a political solution. I don't solution. either.
5: I don't either. But I believe that every individu- individual should be able to face, to face their fear of evil, as simple as that, within themselves. As, other than that, I think that's it. If you do that within yourself, insight will come to you. A spark of the divine will lead your way. Forgive me if I sound like a preacher, but I I have a a spiritual background myself, and we've reached a point where we really know that we can't help ourselves. It's really complicated. It's really beyond us. And if there is no other intervention that's not political and not not supported by politicians and and military people and all of that, this can't be solved.
1: The only intervention that I will ever support is at which time the American people intervene with this government and what this government is doing. And they act as directed by the constitution of the United States. And they take a government that is not representative of the people that is oppressive to God given inherent inalienable rights afforded to you by God. And you abolish it and you replace it with a form of government that is representative of the people. And if there was a government in this country that was representative of the majority of the people in this country, there would be no foreign interventions. There would be no more bombing. Lockheed Martin and Raytheon wouldn't be testing missiles and killing people all over the place, making trillions of dollars and giving power to bureaucrats in the D.C. Beltway. I guarantee you that. Robot, I'm out of time. Thank you so much for being here. God bless you. We're praying for you.
5: Thank you very much. God bless you too.
1: I really wish I didn't have to bring you this disgusting news. But you know that holster company that I've been working with as a sponsor for the past four months, Vanish Holsters, they've just been banned. Yeah, even though they're legally allowed to purchase it, Amazon, Google, and Facebook just banned it for sale to more than 7.7 million Americans who live in a certain state. Now, the good news is they can't stop me or us from getting it in their hands, or in your hands, for that matter.
3: VNSH.com slash Stu. What does the federal government do with your tax dollars? They waste billions in Ukraine. They give over $2,000 a month to illegal aliens invading our country. They murder scores of Americans with the corona hoax bioweapon jabs. They cheat in the elections and take away your voice. And when you complain about it, like the peaceful protests on January 6th, they put you in prison, torture you, and make up phony indictments against you. The enemy wants 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 you to be a powerless slave that shuts up and does as you are told but there is a way out of this tyranny. Freedom Law School has been teaching Americans for over 27 years that no law requires 99% of Americans to file and pay income tax. None of their students who have stopped paying have gone to prison or had their bank account and property stolen by the IRS. Go to freedomlawschool.org today to take five steps to freedom from IRS deception, robbery, and slavery totally free to set you free. Go to freedomlawschool.org. If you're
1: looking for the newest cutting-edge products to push your brain and body to the outer limits of what's possible, then you should stop what you're doing and check out Nootopia, the most powerful bespoke nootropics on the market today. You see, every stack was formulated by a man who's the most advanced brain chemist and nootropics formula alive today. Every formula is customized for you based on your strengths, your weaknesses, your goals, so you get exactly what you need. Within 15 to 30 minutes, you should begin to feel and notice the mental effects. These formulas come with a full one-year guarantee, so there's zero risk for you trying them for yourself. If you feel like you're not fully maximizing your potential, both personally and professionally, then you owe it to yourself to try Newtopia's formulas. Simply go to Newtopia.com slash Stu Peters. Again, Newtopia.com slash Stu Peters. And use Stu Peters to receive 10% off any order. Again, that's Newtopia.com slash Stu Peters.
5: Did we actually manage to vaccinate everyone in the world? No. So highlighting water as a global commons and what it means to work together and see it both... Out of that kind of global commons perspective, but also the self-interest perspective, because it is—it does have that parallel. It's not only important, but it's also important because we haven't managed <laughs> to solve those problems, which had similar attributes. And water is something that people understand. <laughs> هذا من مي مالحه يعني يعني انا مستعد اشرب لك من المي المالحه ها عادي يعني ها مي مالحه يعني ايش بدنا نسوي مضطرين
1: والحمد لله
5: ان من منطقه الناس على المخيم فيش مي لحلو في الحووز عنا فالواحد يعني بيطلع كيف قلت انا بدي اتطوع واجيب تكتك واحط لقلان عليهم على التكتك واجه بب مثلا من الخلا من مناطق لبعيد بيجا خاطر مثلا بيجا أحمد هان مناطق خطيرة يعني شوية كاردي يعني زراعية الواحد بيجي هان بكون الوضع صعب يعني قدام الاحتيال أو مثلا قدام ال في الأراضي الخالية. أقل إحنا
4: بنعمل بب مي ما تبى
1: of Gaza right now are without water after Israel cut them off. So that means that they're turning to traditional well water drawn up from the ground. Others are drinking briny, salty water that's barely enough to survive on. So the lesson here is simple. As you just saw, water equals control. You can live badly without electricity. A healthy adult doesn't need medicine You can go several weeks without food, but all of us, no matter our age or overall health, will die in just a few days without water. And the elites of the world know that. So that's why the ability to maintain your own supply of clean water is critical. You know Mike Dillon, the creator of the Triad filter-free air purifier, but now he has another water purifying product on the market. You can learn more about it at airwaterhealing.com. Use promo code Stu for a big discount. Again, that's airwaterhealing.com. Promo code STU, you know that. Mike Dillon joins us now to tell us all about it. Uh, So as we just saw, water controls everything. Uh, They shut off our water. They poison our water. They contaminate our water. They put snake venom in the water. They put COVID-19 in the water. There's feces in our water. There's rust and fluoride in the water. There's everything that they think will kill us in the water. Uh, Your thing gets rid of it. Is that right?
6: Not only that, Stu, but we understand how important It is to be able to control the water supply. There's a reason why they built cities around putting our water back to the municipalities. It was uh, so that they could treat it. There was there was technology out over 50 years ago, Stu, that we could have uh, eliminated having to use these water plants. We could have actually recycled our own water at our houses, but big government said no, no. They wanted to make sure that they were able to get that sodium, that snake venom peptide, that fluoride, all of the pharmaceuticals, not to mention, when you've got half of the women's population taking birth control, what do you think happens when that extra uh, uh, estrogen and all of the uh, pharmaceutical
1: birth control ends up into the water supply do, let me ask you to do you think that could sterilize a nation so when people are going to you know their gynecologist i guess i don't know i mean who's the doctor that is responsible for you well you just had a baby congratulations by the way who, who do you go see again when you're you know like if women are like infertile or whatever so one of the first questions they should ask if you're having troubles having babies uh you know obviously they always check the guy first because that's easier and a lot of guys probably enjoy that process uh but then you know checking the female is a lot harder but one of the first questions that one of these people should ask is have you been drinking the water right?
6: Absolutely. If you've been drinking the water and again, what, what's in the water, right? So the very first thing that we wanted to do was be able to remove it. What's fantastic about our system, Stu, this is the only molecular hydrogen system on the market that can work with distilled water or RO. I'll say that again. This is the only molecular hydrogen system on the market that can work with RO or distilled water so when you're dealing with these small small particles that are getting so, through your so normal just hold filtration. on a second let, me, the... let me
1: just cl- I want to clarify that so I, I've got an RO system in my house right uh, hmm? so that basically just gives you straight up h2o which is which is why right. it's really important that you supplement you know minerals and other things that are traditionally in water uh, if you have an ro system because you're not getting those necessary minerals because it's straight h2o but If I have that H2O system in my house, you're saying that your system works alongside of that? And then what does it do exactly? So what
6: we're doing is we're actually fully dissolving hydrogen gas into the water without affecting the pH. So one of the biggest marketing schemes that was done by a lot of those MLM companies that are out there, I'm not going to get into the MLM politics right now, but they were using pH, which represents potential hydrogen. There's over 1,250 clinical studies on what hydrogen can do. We're talking about reducing stress, anti-aging, brain function, anti-cancer, 117 studies on over 200 disease models. We have had customers have gotten into our water when they drink the proper amount of hydrogen gas dissolved into the water. We're talking about fixing the gut health in less than two weeks, improved sleep, mitochondrial function it is absolutely imperative that we get hydrogen into the body so a lot of these big companies that are out there they're talking about alkaline and again Stu, you and i both know that the bottled water companies that are out there the chemical process that they do to take that little uh, uh, little dab of plastic they suck it into a a a huge form-fitting um bottle and then they don't wait two to three days to off-gas the chemicals how soon do you think they put the water in when they bottle it
1: i would imagine probably immediately Yep. immediately crank right? it out get it so out then, there we got to make a profit get it out there get it on the shelf sell it right
0: now Kill right all. now so
6: you've got all these microplastics that are ending up in my the myocardial lining of the heart and these plastics are absolutely horrible i'll show you real quick so what what, what i want to show you guys here this is our this is our most affordable economical bottle this is our this is our go plus on airwaterhealing.com If you can see very closely, what it's going to do is it's actually going to dissolve molecular hydrogen into the water, and it's doing this at at about one atmosphere. So we're getting about 1.8 to two parts per million of molecular hydrogen. Now, you and I, we would have that gone in about one gulp. So where everybody starts to love is we have the system that goes in the sink. So that unit right there is going to do about a 1,000 gallons of water before the filter needs to be changed, But what's really cool about our systems is if you want to, Stu, you could literally take that same system as long as you have electricity underneath the sink, and now you're able to use the faucet that you can get to come with the H2 system. So that H2 there, you can use use an actual faucet or you can use the water itself. But what's imperative is to understand the the filter that we're using, that KDF material, and anybody who is in the filtration business understands KDF, that's removing those sediments, removing calcium fluoride, removing all of the things that uh, most of your water systems that are out there are not going to remove. But more importantly, Stu, you're talking about being able to use it with RO. That's the biggest issue that most people have is if they're using one of those alkaline systems, there are no proven studies on alkalinity there those 1250 hydrogen studies that i told you about you could go to hydrogenstudies.com and literally type in the disease that you're looking to reverse and see if hydrogen water can help there are systems that you go that are alkaline when it's not our systems you can't use ro or distilled water which is which is clean water we've known for years that if you want to win the battlefield you poison the watering hole that's right
1: what do you think they're doing to us in america right now Stu? yeah, yeah. as they're spraying us from the sky uh, which triad air filters help with that, uh, completely eliminate it. Turn it into an inert substance. That's your word. I, I learn a lot with love, you every I, time. I,
6: I love it. And, and let me ask you this, Stu. I don't think anybody in the world, and I didn't, when our scientist told us he was going to develop this, I said, this guy's full of crap. I said, this is just a marketing ploy. Have you ever heard of hyperchlorous acid? No. No. So hyperchlorous acid is what they use in the dental industry before they uh, put an implant inside of someone's mouth. In the hospitals, they use it to sterilize. So this little bottle right here, uh, and I asked uh, one of our scientists, I said, well, what separates what separates the, uh, the R water machine when other people are using the acid water for cleaning? He goes, what they're doing is they're creating hyperchlorous acid. So with the click of a button, you can literally use this device here to clean every surface inside of your home. This is not hydrogen. This is actually hyperchlorous acid. So if you go to airwaterhealing.com, you wanna drink clean water, but if you wanna replace every chemical that you've ever used inside of your house for disinfectant, this little guy right here makes hyperchlorous acid on demand. Now, if you look up hyperchlorous acid, it's 80 times more powerful than bleach. And there's one thing that I know that you would not do with bleach. You wouldn't spray it in your face. Hyperchlorous acid There's is fantastic. There's a lot
1: of things that you do that I wouldn't do, but uh, one thing well, I would do. But it's it's
6: it's it's anti it's anti aging. <laughs> uh, Bausch and Lomb actually sells a hyperchlorous acid that people put inside of their eyes, like anybody would ever buy something from one of those pharmaceutical companies. That is the, what I use in our home to sterilize everything from the baby's bottles to the binkies to all of the touch points. Uh, and I, I, I tell everybody, you will never, ever have to buy a bottle of cleaning agent ever again. Sounds, it's absolutely incredible.
1: Yeah, you need to save yourself a ton of money and stay healthy. Uh, I got to <laughs> go. Airwaterhealing.com promo code Stu is going to get him. what kind of a discount? So what we're going to do
6: is to launch the water. We're going to give everybody 5% off. We're going to give everybody free shipping, and we're going to pay the tax. And uh, all of our products that we have on the website that are in stock, they ship within the same day. So you guys are going to have your water machines. We have all of our instructions on how to install it. Most of the people don't need a plumber. It's incredible. Again, you can go above the sink, below the sink, and you guys are drinking true hydrogen water, not pH.
1: And you've got colors to match. So if you've got uh, brushed aluminum or if you've got chrome, uh, you've got all the colors. He was bugging yep, me. Absolutely.
4: And, I, and remember, by the way, by may, the way
1: I, I have one just so everybody yes. knows I've got one. Uh, and so he was bugging me for it. Send me a picture of your sink. I'm send like, I'm, picture, out town, sink. I, I'm out not, of town, man. I'm out of town.
6: Not only you, but, uh, you know, Ty, Ty and Charlene Bollinger from The Truth About Cancer. Dr. David Martin, which, you know, we all love. Uh, Dr. Group has this machine, has one of these machines in his house. Dr. Fabman seating, leading chiropractic. We love it. Guys, go to airwaterhealing.com. Use
1: promo code stew. You will not regret it. Mike, thank you so much. Airwaterhealing.com. Come back again soon. I don't believe in the process of elections. I believe it's all rigged. I believe that they're all stolen. And the more I talk about this with experts every day, the more I'm convinced that we're living in this movie. It's all fake. But let's just say that somehow, magically, overnight, we return to this constitutional republic, two-party representative government system where your vote counts and it's real. There's not a single candidate who's willing to throw their balls on the table and stand up to do the right thing. The institutions that we rely on, the government, the legal system, the media, all of them seem to be increasingly focused on their own agendas rather than serving the interests of the public. We need to recognize that we can't count on them to save us. So you have to save yourself. And part of saving yourself means protecting your future. That's why I partnered with Gold Co because I believe that they can help you get into gold and silver just like they did for me here's the facts Gold Co has helped protect over two billion dollars in gold and silver for people just like you and me and right now they're offering up to ten thousand dollars in bonus silver with qualified orders just for being a supporter of the Stu Peters show so whether you want to protect 50 grand or a half a million or more, This is your opportunity to protect yourself from their out-of-control, corrupt government. Don't be a victim. Call Gold Co. 855-706-GOLD. Again, 855-706-GOLD or go to goldco.com slash stew.